Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Cameron with the Atlas Nerds in Iron podcast. Today, me and Matt sit down. We talk about the importance of novice competitors in the sport of strongman. Stay tuned for the sponsors and keep listening for the show. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine, and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout, and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have ImpactMouthGuards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at ImpactMouthGuards.com, and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So, again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for $3, $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones. They come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. We just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down, and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I am your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our beautiful co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How you doing, Matt? Doing great, Cameron. How are you? Bro, I am tired, and I know you are too. Why yeah, are you I'm, lying saying you're doing great? Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Uh, So we were supposed to start recording about, what, an hour ago? Yep. And uh, Matt showed up, and I immediately put him to work doing other stuff. As always. Um, <laughs> so this morning, 8 a.m., rolled out of town. I got to turn me down just a little bit. Check one, two. Okay, that's a little bit better. Um, rolled out of town 8 a.m. this morning because there was a dude in Folsom, Louisiana, that was giving away his gym. I don't really want to call it a home gym. He, uh, he owns a machine shop. And had a bunch of equipment in there. And him and his buddies were all training out of this uh, this little corner of his machine shop. They opened Anytime Fitness. They all started training there. And the dude's just giving all of his equipment away. That sounds like a good problem for you. Yeah, you can't be free. <laughs> so, drove to Folsom and managed to get a Cybex leg curl machine. 
and a company I've never heard of, but commercial grade back extension machine. Mm-hmm. And they both feel amazing. Uh, so got back, then had appointments from noon until four. Mm-hmm. The uh, high school kids that we have that clean the gym in exchange for a free membership, they overcranked the uh, the valve for our mop sink. So there was a leak. So went to Home Depot, bought a bunch of stuff to fix it, bought the wrong things to fix it. So now I got to think of something for that. Then by the time you showed up today, it was 6 p.m. I wanted, I was originally going to try and refinish all that today mm-hmm. and put it up, but I just I ran out of daylight. I was going to cover them up, but it turned out to be too much cover up with the tarp. We got storms coming in. So now we've got some equipment out on the gym floor a yep. few days before I planned on putting it there. And thank you a lot for helping me get that set up. No problem, man. Yeah, I know that wasn't part of the plan. You just kind of showed up and... Man, the more toys like, the more hey, toys I help you move in here, the more toys I get to play with. So. That's true. That is true. Uh, I keep saying that should be enough stuff for a while, but... Oh, you seem to feel, you seem to figure out a way to get more stuff. I feel like I buy something every other week. <laughs> at, this, at this rate, yeah. Like, I go buy something <laughs> or I go and get something every other week. Um, but we are almost out of space. Um, I actually did not think that was going to be a problem for a couple more years. No. Surprisingly, you've met that that wall pretty fast. So the only things that I can think of to add more space, I think we can fit one more plate-loaded machine mm-hmm. over in the area with the with our two hammer strength machines. Mm-hmm. I think we could squeeze one more thing over there. I think we could fit two more combo racks here. Yes. Uh, like one near where the... Uh, or probably one more combo rack near where we have the other two. And then I want to replace that half rack that's by the back bay door right. with a full cage. What you could do, take the combo rack to put them back to back. Uh, No. No, that wouldn't really work. You don't think? Uh, I mean, maybe. I think you could. Because no matter what, like if you put them back to back, no matter which way. So like if if they're if two people are benching at the same time, the spotters are back to back and they're yeah. not really in any danger. And if you have two people squatting, they'll be facing each other and these spotters will be on the behind them. So they won't be tripping over each other either. Well, I'd I'd also imagine they wouldn't be going at the same time either. Never know. But yeah, I I, I see it being very distracting. You know how bougie the powerlifters are? <laughs> Some of them at least. Yeah, I I just don't see that working out too well. Did right. you see them do that at another gym and it was working out okay? I'm just, well, I mean, I just used to being in gyms in the past where it's just tight quarters. Yeah. And you just make do. You got to get your lifting and you got to stare at the guy in front of you and fuck it. That's what you do. I'd rather stare at his face than his butt. Put it that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do know that I don't envision us ever getting that crowded here. Because mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're that crowded, it means we have too many members. Right. And I don't want us to ever have too many members. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't want to be like like Crunch Fitness or any of the other like commercial places in town where you can't go at 6 p.m. and get your workout in. <sighs> Fair enough. Like That's definitely not the goal. If it gets to that point, we'll just raise prices by five bucks. See, that's why I like coming early in the morning because very few people like to come that early. See, that's what we need. We need more people coming early in the morning. Like, I want you to get here and there be like 20 people. See, that's where I'm just going to start threatening people. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> can't, can't do it, man. Can't do it. <laughs> But we've definitely grown, though. Uh, we're, like, I counted up today. We're at 79 active. Actually, we're at 83 active members. We're Good. at 83 active members right now. Perfect. Which is Keep insane pushing. to me. Because mm-hmm. I, 
There was a point where I didn't think we'd ever hit 50. We hit 50 a long time ago. Well, we hit 50 a few months ago. I thought, I thought we were past that for a while. Remember how empty the board was in March? Mm. In March, when I left my full-time position with the military, we had about 30 names on that board. Really? I thought we had more than that. Nope. And a lot of people who were on that board were people like, like, um, I actually just took his name off the board today. Um, Big James, like people like Big James. That haven't been around in a while. Or that only came like once every, once every once in a while. Right. And there's a lot of people who are coming more regularly than that that aren't on the board. Like, I don't think Andrew Perkins is on the board. Mm, I think, I want to say I saw his name on the board. Maybe. I consider him a member. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's on the board or not. But, uh, I know I want to find a new location for where we have the mobility routine, the warm-up, and all that. I want to mm-hmm. put that on a smaller board, probably that smaller board that we have in the storeroom. Find, yeah, idea. find a place for that. And then that will give us enough names on that – or enough space on that board for 124 names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the goal will be to fill that one up by the end of 2023. Man, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to coming in a straw man side and be like, hmm – I don't have a place to set up my shit. That was yesterday. You're, that was yesterday. Yeah, you're thinking about yesterday. I yeah. did not think we were going to have that many people here, man. Well, I am uh, I was glad I set up my medley when I did because I don't think I would have been able to otherwise. It would have been like back at 1.0 when you're setting up overhead outside. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we had people pulling the SUV outside. I was doing the medley. We had people deadlifting. We had people squatting. We had people doing carries on the turf. So when I got the call to go help one of our, one of our, um, what do you call them? Comrade Jim's friend, Jim's, mm-hmm. I want to say sister Jim, because we're not owned by the same people. Right. Uh, but you know what I mean? Um, our buddies, right. They were trying to find a place to source some of their old school strongman equipment and they knew a guy. Right. But when I pulled you and Matt to the side, I was like, Hey, uh, I am Jess- Matt. yeah. The, huh? I am Matt. I meant you and Daryl. In my head, <laughs> I pictured Daryl. Um, when I when I pulled you and Daryl to the side and was like, "Hey, they want to do some uh, some truck pull," I thought it was just going to be them. No, it was, it was, I, I pulled Daryl pulled Colt pulled a lot of people pulled. No, I'm saying like in general, I oh. didn't think anybody was going to come because it's so close to Christmas. I get back and there's there's no place to park and there's 18 people here. Mm-hmm. It was like, packed. I counted. There were 18 people here for Strongman Saturday. It was fun. Yeah, I hate I, that I missed it. I hope we do it every weekend. So we're not going to do it this upcoming weekend. In fact, I need to make I need to make sure I make a post saying, "Hey, we're not doing Strongman Saturday." So if you're new, don't show up. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. I think if anybody listens to this, think about coming next Saturday. Next Saturday is Christmas Eve, guys. So um, we're not going to have Strongman Saturday. You think we should do it uh, New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve would be an, would be a more logical one to have because mm-hmm. no one really does anything till in the evening anyway. But should we advertise it or just show up? And if people show up, they show up. Uh, we can advertise. I don't okay. see why you shouldn't advertise. If you plan to be here. I plan on being here. I plan to be here too. Yeah. So might as well. I am taking next Thursday off. Next Thursday all day. And, um, not this upcoming Thursday, but Thursday after Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that Friday during the day, I'm a, I'm not coming in. Like, I'm, like, I, I think, I think it's time to not come in every single day. Well, you need to take a chance. I mean, you know, if you don't want to burn yourself out. Well, it's weird. And like I was having this conversation earlier today, when I take time off, it doesn't get 
easier. It doesn't make it more relaxing because I still have the same amount of stuff that has to get done. Right. I just have less time to do it. Yeah, but recovering and resting is not unproductive. It's just preparing yourself for the task ahead. Yeah. Like sometimes you need to take a break mm-hmm. or you're just going to crash and burn. But I think we're going to do the uh, the Abita tour. Ooh. Yeah, like apparently you can go to uh, you can go to Abita Springs and you mm-hmm. can rent a bike and you can like ride to the Abita tour. I've always wanted to go do that. I've never just gotten a chance. I'll tell you how it is. Yeah, let me know. Let yeah. me know and I'll try to make a date of it with uh, my wife, Heather. You should. And sure. the baby. You can, put her in a, you can put her in a sidecar and give her a little beer. Yeah, give her a little beer. Yeah. I don't think it's against the law to give a one-year-old beer. Uh, I mean, I thought this was America. Yeah, it should be, should be perfectly legal. Yep. shouldn't even be a question of legality. Yep. I also think I might go finally get a haircut during that time, too. Yeah, you probably should. You're looking a little uh, primal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, except I own a shirt. Um, you know what? Then again, if I if I look that good, I might not wear shirts all the time either. If I was that jack fucker, who needs? Yeah, a shirt? like the dude looks good. Yeah, you're, no you're one, no gonna, one can deny that. You're just gonna bust through the sleeves anyway. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to be my. So my girlfriend is working a Mardi Gras ball mm-hmm. uh, on January seventh, mm-hmm. and after the ball, she or after her performance, she gets to attend the ball. So I'll be there as her date. And I can't exactly put on like a nice suit looking like the cowardly lion. Yeah, you need to go see someone who can shape that thing up for you. Yeah. <clears throat> you said you have that beard brush. Do you think it would make a dent in this, or is it just time to actually get some scissors on it? I think it's time for you to go see someone to groom it up for you. Okay. Like get rid of some of the extra fluff, shape it nice for you. Yeah. Just go see. Just go see uh, a barber. Or well, hairstylist who's used to handling men with beards and tell well, them. Well, there's what you a place want. in Central that I want to reach out to because I like their branding. They're called Danielle's Garage. Mm. Um, seems like small, locally owned group, and like, I don't know, they look like they do good work. Let me if you go there, let me know. Maybe I'll give them my business too. We'll do, man. We'll do. I like I like the lengthy beards. Mm-hmm. Like now, especially now that I have the proper products to keep it clean and. Thanks, Ferocious Beard. Yeah, I appreciate it, Ferocious Beard. I need to make an order. I'm almost out. Uh, I have the balm left. Yeah. I'm out of the oil. The, ba- the, uh, the butter is my favorite. It smells great. Yeah. But, yeah, like, uh, I ran out of the moisturizer, and I still have some of the butter left, but I ran out of the oil, too. But yeah. I found another oil that was here in town that I liked. It's from, um, I think it's, it's, it's either Harry's or Everyman Jack. I don't remember who makes it. I've heard of Harris. Never heard of Everyman Jack. I like their stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, but it's a big corporation. It's not like a small local thing. So I'd just I'd rather use uh, Ferocious Beard. You know, small veteran owned. I like Ferocious Beard. I find Me it too. works really well. It smells it great too. What was really cool about the uh, the stuff that I found though mm-hmm. is instead of it being like in a dripper, it comes in a little pump. Mm-hmm. So you. T- t- just pump the oil into your hand. Oh, that's a little easier than the Oh, so much user, it's so much more user friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you want said you want to talk about the blog that you wrote. Yeah, so I figured it'd be a good topic for us to elaborate on because we have really nothing else to talk about right now. Um, and that is the blog article that I wrote this past week that was released on Thursday, where I talked about the importance of having novice competitions and or divisions in competitive strongman. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I chose that particular topic was because I saw it on Facebook where someone wrote like a little short rebuttal to apparently some people who were complaining about having to deal with novice competitions whenever they could join, you know, and compete. 
<clears throat> and my thing is, is that you need novice competition to continue to grow the sport. Mm-hmm. And one of the points that I made was that if you want to, the sport to be taken seriously at a national level, in the United States at least, you need to have a pool of athletes that you can develop and promote to the next level. The novice level is how you find those athletes. Definitely. Because you're not going to have, you know, 210-pound guys with eight years lifting experience who can just jump in and compete in the open. No. Like, you're going to have to start off with some of these younger, underdeveloped guys and girls who are new to the sport and help them grow and cultivate their skill set as they go. Um, and one of the points that I used to illustrate was that, uh, illustrate that was you're going to find that in every major team sport. And the best example is baseball because you have little league baseball, middle school baseball, travel ball, high school ball, college ball. And the percentage of these baseball players who make it to the big leagues in the major league baseball and actually like play for the Yankees or the Giants or whoever is the 1% of the 1%. But if you don't have that huge pool of players playing a game, and separating themselves from everybody else, you're not going to find that talent. Mm-hmm. And the same thing correlates to strawman. If you don't have that pool of novice athletes to compete, you're not going to find the guys who can help push the sport. Definitely not. And, again, baseball now, so you also have the minor leagues in baseball, Yeah, too. you have the minor leagues, developmental leagues. Yeah, which we have so many different federations in strongman now, mm-hmm. and a lot of competitions, are, and a lot of guys are putting on good competitions that aren't part of the federations, too. And they're all necessary. That, uh, yeah, w- without novice, you don't really have strong man. You have to have the novice. Because um, if you don't have, you know, these big novice competition where you might have a division of, you know, 30, 40 guys, you're not going to find that handful of guys and girls who can separate themselves and move up to the open. And then they do well there. And then they go to official strongman games. And then they go do well there. And they move on. And get their pro card and go to the Arnold and Rogue Invitational and this and that. Like, you need that large group of competitors so you can find those few that can separate themselves. So, what do we do to attract more novice athletes? Um, well, mm, that's a question that's probably better answered by you, honestly. Um, it's really, I think it's going to be up to promoters and gym owners who want to push the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to have a place for people to come and practice it, first of all. Because even if someone wants to entertain the idea of being a strongman competitor, if they don't have a place like we have, Atlas, they can go and try it. They're not going to want to just throw themselves into the fire and compete, even mm-hmm. if it is just novice. So I think it's important that we see more people at a grassroots organic level um, start attracting people nearby get them to get their hands on the implements and try to, I don't want to say convince or persuade, but like just, just like encourage them to compete. Like, yeah. hey, you like this. You're really good at this. You're apt for this. Like, have you ever considered competing? No. Well, we have one coming up in a few months. Let's start working at it. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like what every other sport does. You do what you can to more or less recruit people into the sport. Definitely. Uh, and that's something I need to do better at going forward is reaching out to all the people who did well at the other competitions that we've hosted. Mm-hmm. So at this point, we're we're working on our fifth competition. Right. Like, these things have been moving along. And going out of our way to say, hey, we have this going on. I think you'd enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that we can do to improve for next time? Like, what what did we lack last time that would, that would make you rejoin? Right. 
and that's something that I'm going to try that I'm trying to do better at. And I think it's shown. Like we've definitely had a we've we've had a much better showing for our upcoming competition that we're going to be hosting mm-hmm. compared to our last one. Right, right. So definitely looking forward to seeing how that goes. I think it's going to be great because um, even at this past competition, even though it was a smaller turnout than we were hoping for, um, I heard nothing but good things. Mm-hmm. I heard I got I had a couple people DM me personally and told me they thought it was great and looking forward to doing it again. And throughout the competition, it seemed like everybody was really enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. I have noticed, though, that if somebody does have a negative opinion, you never hear about it until far down the line. Like, you, you hear it, like, second or third person. Like, somebody told somebody and somebody told somebody else. I mean, that just says, well, that is. You can't control that. No. Um, but as for the, the novice divisions, so that just to kind of elaborate on another point that I had made was that um, I kind of see the perspective that, you know, serious competitors are coming from. Mm-hmm. And that this is your chosen sport. This is what you love to do. Yeah. You spend a lot of money on it. You spend a lot of time with it. You know, you use a lot of your personal resources. Like, this is where you center all of your energy and effort. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of understand the standpoint of, like, hey, I take this very seriously, and I don't necessarily want to waste my time with a bunch of people who may or may not be the same way. But at the same time, it's like, you know, at one point, that was you. Like, you were that new person who could barely move a 100-pound sandbag. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you were that person that didn't really know what they were doing. You didn't have a good deadlift at one point. Like, but you didn't get there by yourself, I'm willing to bet. You mm-hmm. had someone that you could look up to. You could ask questions. They could coach you along the way and guide you. It's like, you have an opportunity to lead by example. And I don't see why you wouldn't take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, be the person that these people can look up to and ask questions and be there for them. So, so one big gripe that I see people make when it comes to novice competitions is that guys will compete novice and either never compete again or never move up. What can be done to get those guys to either move up or at least compete again until they get better? The part about moving up, I mean, you could look at like the individual federations themselves and say like after you can do so many competitions at the novice you're not a novice anymore mm-hmm. like either you compete at open or you just don't compete yeah and as for the people who only compete once and don't do it again um i'm not really sure what else you can do besides reaching out to them and just figuring out why they're not competing mm-hmm. um i'm gonna guess it's just because they just it's not something they want to stick with yeah um, or it was more expensive than what they view as worth. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest thing, of, uh, let me say the biggest thing, I don't know. I don't have the words for this next sentence, but anyway. It's an expensive hobby. Yeah, it's an expensive hobby. Like, this is not something you get paid to do. Like, you pay for everything. You pay for a hotel room, the travel, the food, the training, everything comes out of your pocket. So if you just don't think it's worth the money and you can't justify it in your head, then you're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I like doing it. So that's enough reason for me to spend the money on it. Yeah. But I also don't spend my money much on anything else. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. I would love to figure out a way to start doing cash prizes. Um. Yeah, I think that would be helpful for us. 
I think if we could offer cash prizes at least for the first place winners, that would be huge. There seem to be more and more gym or more and more competitions that are doing that lately. Um, the and one the one I'm doing has cash prizes too, um, and I would like to figure out how they're doing that. Like I'm not sure because like I I know the margins. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not sure where it's coming from. I'm gonna get sponsorships. Maybe like instead of using the sponsorship to like buy equipment, they just use it to build a purse. Yeah. Um, which wouldn't be a bad way to go about it, but you would just need some, some, you would need a number of sponsors. Yeah. Especially if you want to give out like some big cash prizes. Yeah. But even if it's just a few hundred bucks, it's like, Hey, this will cover your gas and stay mm-hmm. to get here. You yeah. know, that we at least your travel expenses are covered. Yeah. Oh, it can be done. Mm-hmm. Like, especially as the gym itself is growing, mm-hmm. like it can be done. Because uh, in the past, one of the things that we've done with our competitions is we've looked around and said, okay, what is the local strongman community lacking? Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's just host a competition, throw that in it, use the money from the competition, purchase the equipment. We have the equipment to train on afterwards. Right. Like, but we're at the point now where we have everything. I was just about to say, our biggest advantage is that we don't really have much we have to buy. So there's a few things that I want to do in the next year, and... I think it would help both the competition side and it would help the uh, the gym itself is I want to build an outdoor strongman yard. Mm-hmm. I would really like to have a permanent Hercules hold set up, a permanent Fingle Finger set up. That would be cool. Just always outside. The Fingle Fingers, I feel like if you could find the right material, it would be easier to, it would be fairly easy to set up. It is fairly easy to set up. Um, like all, all we gotta do is build pivot points and anchor them into the concrete. Right. That's all we gotta do. So the hardest thing would be to to do is figure out what you want your finger to be made out of. Telephone poles. Do you not worry about the weather? Not really, because um. So the cool thing about telephone poles, the ones that we got the first time, and we and we've learned mm-hmm. the ones that we bought for that Hercules hold had been sitting in somebody's yard on wet grass right. for a long time. So bugs and stuff lived in it. Right. We're not going to run into that same situation if it's on concrete. Can you seal them? They're, they are sealed. Oh. Yeah, they're sealed and treated. Oh, okay. You know, but if it sits on, you know, wet grass in the mud for six years. Yeah. You know, and just another nature's going to reclaim it. But if they're sitting... If they're sitting on concrete and, like, resting on a tire, mm-hmm. it's a different story. And we have tires. We have plenty of them. We have so many tires here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing. I'd like to get more tires put outside, too, if we do a strongman yard. I think a um, a, a stone over bar outside would be cool, too. Yeah. And outdoor rig. Mm-hmm. The only thing about putting a stone over bar outside is the stones on concrete aren't going to mix well. Oh, because it would yeah. break. It would break on the concrete. So we definitely have to make sure people use crash pads if we did mm-hmm. that. Um, but, I mean, it's possible. Mm-hmm. I'll see why not. Uh, and the Conan's wheel would be permanently set up right? if we did this. And want to put a galvanized rig up, you know, something that would withstand the elements, throw, uh, make, we can actually make an axle out of galvanized steel mm-hmm. and then get some, uh, some of the molds from David to make some concrete plates to keep out there. That would be cool. Yeah. But yeah, the, a straw man yard is one of the things that I definitely intend to do over the next year. 
I still really want to buy a Seduce and a half mm-hmm. to brand out, and that can be that can double as both a truck pull implement and to and a sign essentially. Because mm-hmm. you know, we found one on Facebook Marketplace for fifty five hundred bucks. That's less expensive than signage. Damn, not bad. <laughs> yeah, so it can be done, but it's definitely like like this is way off. Still, it's still a cool goal to set, though. Yeah, then again, maybe not. Like, cause we spent we spent like twenty three hundred dollars on equipment at the beginning of the month, mm-hmm. and we still had like we're still sitting better. Right, right now we're sitting in a better position for next month than we were this time last month for this month. Does that make sense? I don't mm-hmm. know. If that no, I, I get. Yeah. I follow you. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah, we have a hell of a time. I'm tired. Yeah, ready for a nap. It's worth it. And I'm kind of worried about what's coming in January. But mm-hmm. it's a good problem to have. Like I said earlier, don't worry about January. Just take it day by day. Well, I can't. If I take it day by day, I won't be ready for January. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, anything else you wanted to add when it comes to novice competitions? Um, no, just guys. Just and you know, if people are interested in competing and they want to try the sport, encourage them and teach them. You mm-hmm. know, don't don't carry this elitist chip on your shoulder attitude. Like, you know, be a teacher, be a coach, get more people involved. It's fun. It's good for them. Yep. At the end of the day, we all compete in sports that nobody really cares about except for the competitors. Right. So, if, if you, you want, want more com- people to care about, care about the sport, then we should probably make more competitors. Yep. And if you want to see the sport continue so you have a place to continue to compete for the years to come, you should do that. Yep. All right, Matt. Well, you got anything else you want to add to this episode? Um, no, everybody. I just hope you all have a Merry Christmas and stay safe out there. It's going to be a cold and wet one this week. Yep, y'all have a Merry Christmas. Until next time, we'll see ya. See ya. Just a quick recap of the sponsors. We have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouthguards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouthguard. Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at the Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show, if you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.